we have with us today Alexandra Panayoto, a leader by example. She is not just theory, she is practice. Alex has achieved things that most people deem extraordinary. She has been dealt obstacles many consider insurmountable, yet has overcome these with strength, optimism, persistence, and determination. She has a story people consider worthy of sharing. Alex is someone others train to become. Is she unique? Is she special? Yes, as are you. Alex is an example of what she teaches and her energy is unparalleled. In sharing her journey of transformation, obstacles and achievements, she will show you that though we can't always choose what happens in our lives, we can always choose to face everything with a positive attitude. Her exceptional athletic achievements combined with her background in psychology, philosophy and sociology have helped create programs that both inspire and transform individuals and professionals. Her global work with senior executives, as well as professionals in the medical world, has given her a reputation as an expert in sustainability and resilience. Working with her unique method helps teams and individuals set and achieve their goals, develop their strengths, and obtain realistic balance. She is, in addition, a charismatic, international, motivational, and TEDx speaker. Her story is inspirational and motivating. to another Women's Council inspirational interview. I am Maria, and today we have with us Miss Alexandra Panagiotou. Hi, Alexandra. It's an honor to have you here. Hi, Maria. Hi, Spiro. It's lovely to be here with you. Okay. Alexandra, you have a, a truly amazing life path with many milestones. Would you like to tell us about your most important ones? Okay, in a in a very in a nutshell, um, I'll actually start with what I what I do. Um, I work with executive and personal development. I'm a motivational speaker, and then I work with senior executive teams and professional teams uh, here in Greece and all over the world. Um, and but I'm also uh, an extreme endurance runner. Or rather, I was. I've sort of I've tamed toned that, but back down again now. Um, and I've I've run I've run incredibly long distances, uh, both in races, but also for eight years in solo extreme challenges. Um, when people meet me today, however, they see a success story. And yes, you might say that that's that's how I am now. I'm I'm extremely positive. I'm a poster poster woman for positive attitude. Um, I'm resilient. I overcome obstacles. Even on the darkest days, I actually find happiness and joy. And I love what I do. Um, I'm actually, uh, I, I, don't, I don't call my job a job. It's a vocation. Um, however, uh, because people, when they see me today, they might not be able to relate. And they think, okay, she's superwoman. She's this, she's that. She can do these things that she's talking about, but we ne don't necessarily have the power and it's different for us. It's more difficult. Um, I like to emphasize that I wasn't always this way. In fact, I came from failure after failure before I found my path that led me to where I am today. And in fact, um, I, if we go back, now I'm 52 years old, 
almost 53. And But if we go back to uh, my childhood, my teens, and right up to when I was 34 years old, I struggled terribly with, with everything within myself. Um, and by the time I was in my early and mid thirties, I didn't even want to be alive. Um, I was battling with everything. I didn't have self-confidence, no self-confidence. I didn't have dreams. Um, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe that I would ever amount to anything. And particularly professionally, I would never amount to anything. I knew I could get a job, but I never could amount to anything. Um, if I had been told then what I would go on to do athletically, and then even more what I would be doing now, that I would be inspiring people, helping transform companies, helping transform individuals, A, I wouldn't have believed them. And I would say, what on earth are you talking about? Me, that's impossible. And yet I made a quantum leap without knowing what I was doing at the time. And simply put, I was able to make this quantum leap and I didn't know it would end up leading me to where I am today, you know, not in even in my wildest dreams, which I didn't even have wild dreams, but um, I discovered very late in life that I had a gift for running. And I didn't believe it when people told me you had a gift. I didn't believe this at all. Um, I couldn't because I had, I had no confidence and, you know, but I actually enjoyed running. When I started to run, it, I was bitten by the running bug. And I know, Maria, from having spoken to you, that you're a runner as well. But they would say at races, they'd say, okay, athletes come together. And I'd say, okay, the athletes, all, all of you athletes go, I'm just a nobody. I'm just a little runner. I just like running. Um, it took four years for me to really take myself seriously. Um, and it was actually at a period, at the darkest period in my life, I didn't want to be alive. And I was unable to run. I had signed up for the Barcelona Marathon. I was living there at the time. And I couldn't run. One month before, I really couldn't even run. I couldn't train, but I couldn't even go out and jog. And I said, okay, what am I going to do? And then I said a few weeks before, I said about three weeks before, I said, okay, I can jog now. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to go out and jog. And then long story short i didn't just finish the marathon that day i came second in the barcelona marathon and i blew my time my best personal best away by 10 minutes and i ran a 248 marathon after no training i just did three weeks of jogging and that day standing on the podium in barcelona first of all i was blown away i said this is how this what am i doing here and and then after that, I said, okay, Alex, looking up at this beautiful sky and sunshine in Plaza España, I said, there's one bright thing in my life right now, and that's running. And people have told me that I had a gift because they saw something that I couldn't see. I wasn't capable of seeing it. I'm going to take this seriously. And that's, that's what I did. And it was believing, listening to that inner voice that I had, that we've all had moments in our lives, and we always do when we should be able to see things clearly and when everything lines up and we we see it clearly and that day something uh, allowed me to say i didn't say i'm going to go and i'm going to do all of these things that i later did but i said i think it was a survival mechanism i said i've got to run and that's what i did and it led me uh, over many years and struggles and challenges it led me to where i am today what our audience does not know is that you've run ultra marathons. You've run. You're not 
I mean, it's not just 5K running, 10K marathon. You've done uh, ultra marathons that you slept only five hours. Yes, that was actually the last, the last of all the challenges that I, the solo challenges, because I had run 2010 kilometers in 31 days. So that's 70 kilometers every day, except Sundays, which is 30 kilometers resting day. I said, okay, Sunday is the day of rest. I'll do a 30K for rest. Uh, I did a race against a horse, which was 123 kilometers over the mountains. And I beat the horse. I did all sorts of solo solo challenges. And then the final one that you're referring to, um, actually, I only stopped for four hours. I did 400 kilometers, basically nonstop. Uh, I started on a Wednesday at 5 p.m. And my intention was to finish on Saturday night between 8 and 10 p.m. And I stopped after about 20 sorry, 34, 35 hours, I stopped for two hours, but literally stopped for two hours. It wasn't I went and slept for two hours, it was stop. They took off my backpack, they took off my headlamp, it was like one o'clock in the morning, and I took off my shoes, I didn't take anything else off, and lay down, and two hours later, I was made get up again. And then 24 hours later, I stopped again for two hours. Um, and that was, But that was my final one, and it was, it was, the hardest, the toughest, the most brutal, but when I finished it, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I said, actually, I remember the next day, I woke up in the morning, I said, never again, because I decided before this that this was the last of these incredibly tough challenges. And then I said, that's it, my challenges are over. Uh, it's life, it's, I, can, I can focus fully on my business because that had developed over those years. And I said, the pain, the fear, the angst, the anxiety, the worries, the challenges are over and it's all about life. Uh, however, and then I did, I got back into, I got focused 100% on my business. And then three years later, as everything was going along, uh, life came and told me that it wasn't necessarily my business, that, that it wasn't necessarily the challenges that I used to call challenges. They were just a warm up for life because um, uh, five years ago now, uh, I, my father got very ill and he died very suddenly. It was very, very difficult. It's always difficult. I separated and and I went in for a routine operation, which was supposed to be routine, and everyone, the doctors even thought it was. And when I woke up, I, told, I, I was told that I had malignant breast cancer. And I remember just quietly in myself, the first thing, of course, was this can't be me. I leave a healthy lifestyle, my attitude, everything, this cannot be me. But then very, very quickly during that afternoon, I remember thinking to myself, and I said, hold on. You thought that the, your running challenges were your challenges. And you called them. I called them my challenges. So that was just the warm-up to get me ready to face everything that life has to face. And I, and I said, okay, you work with challenges. It's true. You, you help other people overcome challenges. You overcame physical challenges that maybe four or five women in the world have done. Said, if anybody can face something like this or anything it's you you teach this so of course you have to face it. and then i said hold on it's no different than any it's no different than my running challenges my work challenges relationship okay i wanted even less than i wanted many things but 
I'm going to embrace it. It's not just that I'm going to overcome it. And I didn't know if what, what the outcome would be. The outcome was very, very good, luckily. And that's, I'm here today, which is wonderful. But I didn't know that then. But I said, I'm not going to focus on overcoming it. I'm going to embrace it. And I'm going to gain from it in every possible way. And that's what I did. And, and by doing that, it just solidified. I always knew after those running challenges that I can face anything life has to throw me. But I remember clients and people and companies would often say, yes, but when something really big hits you, Alex, you'll see it's not so easy and it's not so simple. And I remember thinking, okay, do I really have to prove it <laughs> in this way? But I said, yeah, you're going to do it like you do everything else. And so yes, it was it was a it was a wonderful year, two year, two almost two years for me, because honestly, I really gained and I shared and I met wonderful people, and and even though I really wasn't happy about chemotherapy and radiation and injections and all of that, um, it was a wonderful year in many many ways. That's an inspiring story. That's truly amazing. Wow. So when you think of your life running, your health issue, which you overcame, what is the trait that people have to have in order to overcome their difficulties in life um, that you consider? Important? Okay, so the, the, base, the base traits that we should have to overcome, in fact, the, the most important traits that we need. Um, first, we need... And really, first, first, okay, actually, first, we need to know what we want and what we don't want. Doesn't mean we always get everything that we want, but we need to know what our objectives are. And we don't always stop and really think about this. Some people don't know what, or they think they don't know what their objectives are, but we can always find ways to do this. So then we really, really need to know ourselves. So in Greek, nothiseafton is absolutely right now we think we all think that we know each ourselves of course i know myself if i were to sit down just with just just with you or with peter separately uh i would be able to help you very very quickly uncover things that that you either know about yourself but don't want to know or don't really want to see basically what we have to do is physically mentally and physically we need to get undressed completely get naked in front of a mirror so whether it's our psychological emotional mental mirror or physically and we need to see who am i not not who do i pretend i am or who other people think i am it's who am i truly what we show the world doesn't matter we, 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 we can show the world anything we want, and the world will probably see what we want them to see. But we each need to know who we really are, because if we know who we really are, then we know what we might need to change, what we might need to strengthen, what we might need to let go or, 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 or lessen or reduce. So that's, that's the one thing. The next one is our attitude. And I, I, know, I know both of you are very aware of these things. Um, we need to know our attitude. Sorry, we need to decide and develop an attitude that's going to be beneficial. Um, because far too often, 
most of us, and this is, it's very unfortunate that most people, even people who have done some development work, um, it's very easy for us to have a positive attitude when things go our way, but then when things stop going our way or when obstacles come, and I'm not belittling the obstacles that hit us or the losses we might have or the tragedies we might have, uh, physically, personally, and professionally. I don't belittle any of those, but we sink far too easily. And it's normal because things are difficult and things are upsetting, but we, it's, and very often we feel that we're, we have no choice. And we always have a choice. We may not always be able to choose what happens to us in life but we can always choose what attitude that we face everything with. And when we, when we, we don't have to be born with a positive attitude to develop it. We don't, I was, I was the, I was the, 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 the absolute definition of pessimism and negative attitude. I really was. And for many, 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 I remember I found a little book from a school trip when I was about 15 years old or 16. And basically this book was messages from all my friends that were on the trip to me. And we all did that in each other's books. I was shocked. I read it about four or five years ago and it was all saying, Alex, try and see life better. Don't complain so much. Uh, you're always thinking, it was, it, was, it was shocking. I thought it was, this was only one or two people knew that about me. All of them said the same thing. I'm so sorry that you had such a terrible time because these things happened. But it was, it really, and I knew this about myself, but, but at any point in our lives, we can decide to change our attitude. And it doesn't mean that we're going to be happy and joyful and this, the, 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 the sort of focus of the party and the funny one. It doesn't mean that. It simply means that at any point in our lives, we can decide and start developing an attitude that's going to benefit us. And it will benefit us in everything, in our businesses, in our personal lives, and more, moreover, it will help us overcome any manner of obstacle that we face. And the last important trait, let's say, and the most, well, they're all important in their ways, is we have to face and work on our fears and courage. And this is something that whether it's an individual, whether it's a personal development group, or whether it's what I do obviously a lot of, which is work with executive teams, senior, senior managers, middle managers, and teams from companies. Even in talks, motivational talks, very often I'll do fear workshops because this is what holds us back most in our lives is our doubts and our fears. I've only ever come across one person whom at some point he might actually see this clip so he will know who I'm talking about. He claims he has no fears or any doubts. And I say he claims <laughs> because, claims. yeah, yeah, because somewhat we, we all have fears and doubts uh, and it's natural. But the problem is, and it's actually natural and, and it's useful, you know, it helps us, um, it helps risk, risk analysis, it helps us do risk prevention, it helps us, it helps in many ways. The problem is, is we've given far too much power uh, to fears and we allow fears and doubts to make our decisions for us, to, to make us, help us decide what we're going to do. Um, so it very often makes us do things that we shouldn't do 
And very often it holds us back from doing the things that we really are destined to do, should be doing, or really want to do. So authenticity, discovering your authentic self, yeah. having a positive mental attitude, and trying to conquer your fears. Those are those are the really the base, the key, the key, and then there's a ton of other things, but those are those key vital things. So it doesn't matter if you want to develop personally, do personal development or transformation, or if you're part of an executive uh, top leadership team, uh, those are really the key, those key vital elements that we need. Alexandra, tell me something. What makes you different from other experts in your area? Um, okay, one is completely, in a sense, Practical. I've got there are there are hundreds of thousands of motivational speakers around the world, and there are many people who work in development. Um, and there are some who do a little bit of both. Because of I've also got the background in psychology, philosophy, sociology, um, and actually in events. And my my running challenges, and I know this applies to many of us who have. Uh, done in many ways physically extreme things and sometimes not physically it could be in other areas um, it it opens our mind it changes our attitude um, it changes our behavior and it it really allows us to transform as people the fact that I have the background um, the the the, um, the academic background that I did um, and very, very high level that I did. I never actually thought I would use it because I was in a very terrible place at that point. I just sort of threw it in a box and said, okay, um, <laughs> you know, that's it, lovely. I have an honors degree in those things. I never thought I'd use it. Um, the fact that I had that when companies started coming to me to give talks and then later to give series of talks or workshops and they, they came and they said, look, your, your talk was amazing. Can you do a one day offsite or a workshop? I immediately said I could, and it allowed me, it also allowed me during the running challenges to stop and to say, hold on, it's not just enough that I'm doing these, you know, let's let's call them almost superhuman extreme challenges at a rather old age as well. But I, I actually started to look and analyze and say, how am I overcoming uh, these obstacles. How am I balancing out my physical? How am I learning to listen to my body when a crisis hits in the middle of a challenge? How am I logistically able to to separate things? How am I? What mistakes did I make with a team when I actually started to have a team and I had some really bad experiences and they were mostly my fault in in choosing and I, I started looking. How did I do this? How can I do it differently? What were the tools I used? when things started to get really tough to reach inside myself and find find an excellent find uh find um aristia find all these things in myself uh, actually to, to find a name i didn't discover that it actually came from a, a greek philosopher until three years after i started teaching it one day my partner came up he said you know what i think it was socrates he said you call it personal excellence but actually it was developed by your by your ancestors many 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 years ago so but it was it was finding this so 
what differentiates me one is i have the super motivational inspirational side and i that and being able to transmit that i just have it uh, i always loved the stage when i was uh, when i was young uh, so i i'm lucky i'm fortunate i didn't have to learn how to become a speaker and how to inspire i was just lucky i had that side physically i had this extreme side and why why does this help funnily enough uh, many of the groups I work with are predominantly men and sometimes only men. Uh, just purely because of what I've achieved physically, it makes them sit up and it makes them listen to me and they sort of go, whoa, respect. And I know this sounds silly, but, but I've got that factor which makes people sit up as well. And then because of the, my background and my training in, 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 in my studies, my academic studies, it allowed me to create my own content, which, which really is my own content because I never went anywhere and was taught and I've actually refused to, not refused, but I've, I've always kept other people's teachings and learnings away because I really wanted my work, my, 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 my activities, my my group activities, my workshops, I wanted them to be my own, to keep them separate. And actually, this is why, in a sense, I didn't know that at the time, but it allows me very often to work with other professionals in the area because very many of the things I'll work with will be things that, that other professionals work with or other trainers work with, but we're complementary very often. Um, and this this, for me, is very, very good. So... I also have the, probably the final thing and maybe most important is I have the ability from the very first moment to get people's buy-in and to make them want to want to work, to want to develop and to want to change. Whether this is a group of executives who really dislike each other um, or whether these are individuals who, who need a kickstart and I've, I've got the ability uh, to get that buy-in, uh, because then then you can follow through with that. So, it sounds overall the respect, and I respect you also, is that you walk the talk. Yes. Talk. Yes. Yes. Done. I did. Yeah. Done it. So I think there's a confidence that comes out when. And actually, people and I believe that we should all, uh, we should all be aware, and we should all walk the talk. Um, and why do I say that? We tweet, we post, we do things, and many people underneath they know they're not doing. We all we, we know if we're doing it or not. And I don't believe that I should teach something if I don't do it. And I remember when I was very often people have said, and when I was when I was still doing my extreme challenges, and then uh, even later I said, oh, I had a fantastic pizza last night, or I did. They say you 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 don't eat pizza you're super healthy and i said i said i teach balance so my balance is 80 20 except when i was sick then it was sort of it was 95 and 5 percent so my pizza was always there on a sunday night by the way <laughs> but but i don't teach perfection we it doesn't exist it doesn't even, even in a, even except in a snowflake and snowflakes are lovely but um <laughs> the snow is lovely but i believe in in being who we truly are so walking the talk and is if i teach positive attitude but don't follow it and if i teach embracing challenges 
And if I teach that, yeah, that, that we can't always be nice, and sometimes we say things that we don't mean. I mean, I'm, so often I'll, I'll have a discussion, or I, I remember with my brother one time, we went out for brunch two years ago, and I was having a really tough day, and, and they didn't have <laughs> croissants in the cafe. And I lost it. I got really upset, and I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> and but I've been having a really tough day. And when I when I calmed down a little bit, my brother said, he said, Al, he calls me Al. And we worked together a lot. He said, he said, he said, if your clients could see you now, you lost it because they didn't have a croissant. You've just overcome cancer a year and a half ago. And you've you've been an example to all of us. And and you really are an example. And you get you started crying because they didn't have a croissant on a Sunday brunch. <laughs> And I said, it's precisely that. I don't, I believe, you know, there are times when we just lose it. And when we, and when we lose it, we need to lose it. We need to get that emotion out. Um, and I just had one of my sort of once a year, really bad, <laughs> really bad days. And I was very silly. And then we, and we still laugh about it now. But we're not perfect. We're human beings. We, even if we believe in a healthy lifestyle, we need to know what our non-negotiables are. So what are those things or people that might not be good for us? Uh, what are those things? And we keep them. And, and only we can decide what we should do. So, so walking our talk, uh, we need to do it, but we shouldn't also be too demanding on ourselves, I believe. I agree 100%. You have been described uh, in the international press as a changer of lives. Alexandra, how does it work to transform people's lives? How does your work transform people's lives and businesses? Because as you told me in the beginning, businesses are people. So. Mm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm very aware that, and I actually often say it when I work with groups of people, I say, listen, I've been hired by A, B, C, or D company and your company, but I'm telling you, don't do this for your company you know, do it for yourselves because first and foremost, we're people and we, we forget that we are, we're all professionals or most of the people I work with are professionals and not always, but, um, but first we're, first we're people and then we're professionals. So, so the work that, that I do is actually always with the people keeping in mind, of course, the objectives of the company and of the particular group. So, uh, how does it work to transform people's lives? Um, because I was able to do it with myself and I was unaware what I was doing for the first several years, I really didn't know. And then I became aware. And when I became aware, I actually started to analyze it um, and then develop the tools that I realized were, were vital and find a way to help teach these tools. Um, when you're able to either take people's or companies' objectives, because that's really important that you take. I don't decide if I meet somebody or if I sit down with a team and they say, "Okay, what should we do?" I don't. I don't have anything that is just. I don't have specific programs. Even though I might call something a name, I will find out what is your objective. What have you gone through in the previous year or years? Um, what is your focus and emphasis in your objective? And then what are the objectives of the individuals in that group and who are those people? So finding that, um, I, I've got the ability 
um, some of the things I've developed tools. Sometimes I develop brand new tools or workshops uh, for a new company because, because I realize they need something specific. Sometimes I might bring somebody else in to do something if it really isn't my area. But because I, uh, I help and I, I'm also able to inspire and get the buy-in from the people, when I'm able to find and I know what it is they want, not what they need, because what they need, they might not want. So it's not my, my opinion doesn't matter there. It's what they want or their company wants and needs. Then I've, I've got the ability to help people and groups find the, the steps that they need to achieve that. So sometimes some parts of that might be trainings and workshops. Some parts of that, particularly with individuals, might be just support some of sometimes it's emotional support um and what's really important is that and this is important for all of us and any of us who have this kind of work that helps changing people's lives is that we do something we need to follow up with it um and we have to and, and this is something that i believe we all should and i know that we don't all do it we have to empower the individuals and empower, if it's a company, the group and the company to create their own follow-ups down the road and also make people and groups aware of the importance of follow-up. And because we can go somewhere, we can do the best program in the world. Um, and you see this often, people will go away and they'll go and do a program and they'll come back super motivated and super, and really, they really are. But there, is, there isn't a, a set fixed program for follow-up and there isn't a support system for that follow-up and life comes on and our responsibilities and our families and our work and a problem falls in the way and we start letting go of those those um uh, that 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 willpower and those that that decisiveness because because things come along however if there's a structure put in place already for follow-up um when when an individual or a team loses it a little bit you're there and it's already built in for four weeks down the road or you know much later on you know six months down the road and it brings people back it's it's like uh, we do with our cars we do a, a, a yearly revision so in greek the, the kteo or in english the mot um the doof in germany we do a sort of a, a, a reset we see how have we been going are we still on track? Is everything okay? Is there any issues that we, you know, surprises that come along? Um, and we can keep things going on track. Tune up, as we say in the US, we can say a tune up. Yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> what is the most common resistance you find in people? Resistance to change. <laughs> um, uh, resistant to change? Uh, it's not so easy for me uh you don't understand it's it's what i used to find it, you're different it's not so easy uh i've got a family i've got children i've got 15 children my job description i travel uh i travel every every week so uh i've got responsibilities i don't have the time uh i have financial problems there's there's the most common is actually you asked me what's the most common not what are the I'll tell you, excuses. Excuses. 
All those that you mentioned are, are excuses. Yeah, they are. We, we like to say we have reasons that we can't do things. Um, 90% of our reasons are merely excuses. And so this is something I address in minute one. Um, so that's, that's the most common resistance. Uh, and however, um, we have to want to change. It doesn't, if your company says to you, go on this offsite, do this training, do this. Uh, and this is why a lot of these click, click through trainings and stuff aren't really trainings. We have to want to change. We have to want to develop. And so that's why uh, that's the most important part. So uh, because otherwise we just find all the excuses in the world and we can always find excuses why we can't do or why something's so difficult. It could be the weather. It could be this. It could be. And, and some of them, we, you know, our difficulties are real and our problems are real. Um, but the fact that very few of our problems actually should be holding us back. I agree. So, so we hold ourselves back and our resistance is ourselves. Our beliefs, of course. So you, you take over a team of 20 people and 10 want to change and 10 don't. Uh, first of all, if I take over a team of 20 people, um, <laughs> because I have the magic tool to get buy-in, um, I manage in the launch, because I would always do a launch. If it's a full program, I'll always start with a launch. Um, in that launch and in that first event, um, I usually manage to get the buy-in of about 90% of the people there. So it would never be 10 and 10. They're, 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 sometimes it's 100%, uh, but maybe one or two of those, those you know, or even three or four won't be so committed. Sometimes there will be one or two people in, a, let's say, in a group of 10 or three or four people who actually are, who, who just say, I don't want their block. But usually I manage to get through, uh, I get through to them. It doesn't mean that they'll transform. Um, in, in a group of 20, um, usually probably about a third will have, a third to a half can have major, major, major differences or transformations. Then there'll be a handful who'll, who will gain from it. They'll all gain from it one way or another. And there will people, even the people who, who sort of dig their heels in and say, no, 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 they'll still gain, but they won't gain everything they could have. But there, was, there, there will always be people in life. I had this conversation very in-depth last week about um about people about finding some solution for the people who really 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 don't want anything i said actually people who really 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 don't want anything in life and who don't want to change and who say i don't need to change those people will probably never change and and and, and it's just a waste of a waste of energy there um you know we can't force you know we we can't force someone to want to do something um, and nor should we nor should we we should only do but i do have the ability to to allow people to see that they can actually benefit not just in their current job or role but in their future career and most importantly in their life so you create a want you're the way you inspire them you create yeah. a want in them That's yeah yeah and sometimes, some, I, I know sometimes people come, even just from a talk, 
they come up afterwards and sometimes people crying or super emotional and they said it it was as though you slapped me across the face and you shook me and and they said you made me see things that i never really saw before and and that's really what that's really important because because if we can do that and and someone can see i actually want to change or develop whoever they do that with later on uh that's that's that key thing that's the key thing because if 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 we see that we're all capable it's there are no extraordinary people in this world there are just ordinary people and this is something i work with and i teach the difference between that we're just ordinary people who manage to find what it is that where we want to go and believe in ourselves and find the tools and then through personal excellence and support sometimes uh go out there let go of their fears and doubts and go for it and that's what extraordinary people are we're no different people have done i've done extraordinary things but we can all do it doesn't have to be in running uh or in anything physical you know it can be it can be it can be in big loud visible things or it can be in small things and it doesn't matter what it is when we find that but we're all capable of it we are i believe so also i believe it. but i think when you hear of someone's personal challenges and you gain some type of strength other than just you know the inspiration that we use as a word you say if, if she's done it maybe i can do it and it helps yeah. your problems even if they're big or smaller so i think you gain perspective yeah and this is why right at the beginning of any talk or a launch which actually starts with a talk because then the rest of the work in a program is all interactive and it's nothing really about me but in the launch i always start from the very dark place that i came from and i show this i show this visually with images as well um so that very very i mean instantly they they say hold on i can i can relate to this because everybody's had everybody have had crises and challenges um so so i i instantly show that so then it allows them to say i really can i really can and then and then if you can create the i really want to then then that's the magic that's the magic combination because then we then we can really work and we can work on anything that's amazing because you connect with pain but you take them to resilience yeah resilience balance and some of the things are very practical uh, balance and how we how we avoid stress and burnout how we can recover from stress and burnout as well um so it's not all the inner development some of it is very practical things as well uh, interpersonal issues interpersonal problems conflicts all of these things but it always starts from from me here 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 me you maria spiros as well we are all absolute individuals and we need to decide for ourselves and we need to find a want a drive a desire for the things that we do leader by example it's true you are a leader by example not just theory alex because you teach everything yeah. that you talk about can yeah. i have a last question for today absolutely Thank you. So Alexandra, I um I have been many times with uh, people that have very limited or no um academic background at all. And I have seen them personally uh getting uh huge achievements. 
in several outdoor activities, sports, etc., etc. So, how do you explain that phenomenon that people with no academic background they are able to uh, achieve uh, these accomplishments that we admire at the end? Um, how do I explain it? Because um, I think we put and don't get me wrong, academic and having an, you know, having studies and, and, and an academic background is very useful. It's useful and it's very helpful. But we've become far too obsessed with academics. We've, we've, we've become far too obsessed. And again, we forget here again, I say, first we are people and then we are academics, we're degrees, we're professionals. We're mothers, we're fathers, we're brothers, we're sisters. We are first people. And uh, actually, it's really interesting because I know your background, Spiro. Um, I dis at some point, when I was already working with people and groups um, in, in executive development and in personal development, I sat back and I said, hold on a second. What was it about the running? Because I transformed because of running. So what was it about running for me that allowed me to let go of things and start focusing? So part of it was my study, but that's why there are programs. So somebody do who doesn't have an academic background doesn't need it because there are people who do have that. However, including outdoor activities and sports, even though my work doesn't have to do with sports, but when the more in-depth I work with people or teams, the more physical activity there is. I discovered that, that what happened with me and my challenges, um, and I'm very strong physically and I'm very resilient and, um, and I was given a gift physically, my body for, 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 ex, for endurance, I had that naturally. I didn't develop the endurance. I developed my mental endurance. Mm -hmm. But what I realized was is that when I got physically tired, because I said, I need to put this into effect as well. When I got physically tired, which, <laughs> which luckily for most people, if they spend an hour doing a physical activity or, or if they're very fit people, a couple of hours or make it harder in intensity, when we get physically tired, and I know you know, and I know you've, you've lived this yourself. Um, when we get physically tired, particularly if this is outdoors in nature, because we know physically that nature allows our minds to disconnect and, and, and to open and it allows our barriers to drop. However, when we get physically very tired, um, our barriers that we've built up and our walls and our defenses lower and our emotions come bubbling up. And our emotions are what we try very, very hard in life to, to hide away from. We don't want our emotions there, which is why many people get very, very angry when they start running a marathon or a race or at the end of a race, they get very angry or you tell them to do something. They've, I've, had, I've had people who I've been running with who start, who get super angry and say, Alex, why are you making us do this? Afterwards, they apologize for saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. So what it does is, is, it, it, our emotions, our barriers drop, our defenses are, and this can be in an executive development, our emotions come bubbling up, 
which can let we let go of as well so barriers and our emotions out and then if it's yourself or if there is a facilitator who is who is a, a quality talented and i'll say talented facilitator there to help deal with the difficult issues the interpersonal conflicts in a company our fears our doubts then we're able to look at them without all the blocks and excuses that we usually look at. That's interesting. All right. And as a final one, three major gold uh, advices for um, new young managers and three for experienced executives. Ha! Huh. So three young managers, not just three young people, three young managers. So the three young managers, um, three pieces of advice. One is hold on to and feed that hunger and power and warrior spirit that you have. That's that's it's 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 something that that they have naturally, and at some point will get tired. However, to realize um, that even though they have this hunger and this drive, that it really all is all about uh, the people and ourselves as people. So don't lose track of that and start really learning who you are and what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, and start working on those as young as possible because the people who do for young managers or young professionals they gain something and they have something that 90% of their peers won't have and many of their seniors won't have that development i know i'm 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 i might be upsetting people when i say this and the third and this is absolutely vital and 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 this is why uh, it's a program that i do a lot even with young managers even though they don't need it is um if they continue, if they continue with this nonstop because of the drive, mm -hmm. uh, at some point they will start losing their their their, their performance will drop, and at some point um, the damage of too much too much stress and too much nonstop uh, will take its effect and and stress and burnout is an absolute fact so balance and i'm not talking about the balance i'm talking about realistic balance and this is something i really really work with mm -hmm. um it's absolutely vital and they need to be aware of it from a young age because they won't have the the wear and tear that will at some point lead them to start dropping performance and and struggling with things that's that's I would say the three for the young managers now, huh? For the the senior senior rather older managers, the three most important things. Again, uh, self awareness and remembering that you are a person first and professional. And by remembering that, you also start remembering that your teams are people first, and it is our 
though our professional skills and tools, of course, we know those are vital, but it is our human skills and development that will allow us to achieve our full potential because most people, even successful people, even those senior managers you're talking about, are not performing at their full performance. Um, so to achieve it and it will allow us to sustain it. That's the one. Two, um, empathy. It is a very little, uh, very, not even forgotten from many of these senior managers that you're referring to, they won't even have thought about empathy and they might not have even thought about it outside of their work, some people. Um, the more the more work-focused people are, the less they think about it. It's one of the tools I work with most. Uh, I will always work with it and it, it's absolutely vital because it's interpersonal conflict and lack of communication, which very often is because of issues about empathy uh, and emotional intelligence that cause the biggest problems. And it's all avoidable in companies and teams. That's the second, just in a nutshell. And third, it's gonna be a few little ones stuffed into a bag because there isn't a third. It's, it's positive attitude, because again, this is something we forget about. Uh, positive attitude, uh, walk the talk, um, and, and dreams and passion. Awesome. Alexandra, where someone can find you? Um, where can they find me? They can find me uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, and actually, I, I've, I've got two handles on social media because actually I had a very silly challenge last year. I was hacked on Facebook and hacked and blocked and I completely had to cancel everything. So Facebook and Instagram, I'm Alexandra Panayotu. Uh, LinkedIn, I'm still Alex Panayotu, as I always was, but with a Y-O-T-O-U. Mm -hmm. um, and, and also via my website, Oramik. Um, and, or they can find me via you, and I'm always happy to speak to people, listen to people, share with people, and, and look, at, look at our options. Maria, the ball is in your court. Okay, um, I don't think we have time for other questions. Alex, I want to thank you for your inspiration, your motivation. You truly do have the rare ability to move your audience from the first moment that you just start talking. <laughs> you have overcome obstacles um, and many adversities, but you've overcome with your authenticity and your positivity. And I think just the way that you become resilient through challenges, which is what we all need to do to make yeah. our dreams come true and to reach our goals. So thank you. I thank you. Well, I thank, I thank you both. It's been, it's been an honor and, but it's also been a huge pleasure sharing and discussing. I have to say that first, that it was our honor to have you with us, but it is okay. Alexandra, have a great rest of um, week, uh, day, whatever. Uh, really looking forward to talk again soon. Ladies and gentlemen, this was Alexandra Panagiotou and Maria Kutrubis. Mm -hmm.